let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money? Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous like two-bedroom suite instead of a one-bedroom suite so your like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room so you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your your guys' room? Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a gorgeous conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, I'm joined by Jordan Childs, where I ask her, how did you become an all-around a legend? I love her so much. Oh my God. Welcome to Getting Curious, you guys. If you're like driving or like moving and you have not had a chance to read this episode description and you don't know who we're interviewing yet, fucking pull over and sit the fuck down because we have one of the most iconic guests on Getting Fucking Curious of all time, literally Olympic silver fucking medalist. Get out of our face. Jordan Childs. How are you, Jordan? I am amazing right now. I'm literally over here like in awe, I'm fangirling myself because first off, kudos to you, JVN. Honestly, literally, you're everywhere. Every single time I go down in <laughs> Rodeo and all that stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's just succeeding and everything. But thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Jordan, I'm so obsessed with you. Can I tell you the moment that I fell in love with you? Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. I'm pretty sure it was 2017 and you were doing a wolf turn on beam and you turned this wolf turn into a literal triple pirouette. You guys, first of all, a wolf turn is like a really hard. It's basically like a squat on one leg with like a other straight leg and you got to like whip your little body around and it's really yes. hard. Like Google wolf turn if you don't know what it is. <laughs> but when was that? What competition was that? Do you remember? Yeah, so that was back in 2017. You are Totally right. Um, it was during championships. And to tell you the truth, the only reason why I kept going was because the crowd, they were hyping it up to where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm still going. Like, what's going on? And then I realized what I did. And you know, it's an anniversary every year, but I love it. I am, that was so major. Have you ever done a triple pirouette on beam, like on purpose? No, after that, my coach was like, hey, like, we should kind of try it to get it named after you. And I was like, yeah, but it's like, it's hard to keep it consistent. What about a double pirouette, Jordan? I feel like you could really rock a double in your sleep. Is it just like not worth it? Because if you fall on it, it's just like the payoff isn't worth it. Doing doubles, I play with them 24-7, honestly, because like, yes, it can give you more value. But at the end of the day, like, do I want to risk falling? Do I want to risk the 10th here and there? So I kind of mm. just keep it to the simple full turn. Mm, it's not simple. And you make it look so good. Okay. Like <laughs> that extension you. and your toe is like so good. Like get out of my face. It's so good. Okay. So I'm starting to like come back into my body. I'm starting to like feel <laughs> my toes again. The first time I ever saw Lori Hernandez, I met her in like 2018 and she walked into this room. Like this is how much of a fangirl of gymnastics that I am. I saw her and I almost did like a triple Shanae wall into the wall. It's as if like a ghost like smacked me in the face. I was like, oh. <laughs> And you could even ask Simone when we did our Uber Eats thing, like I felt so bad for like two weeks because like she would be like, okay, I'm going to go take a break. And I would like follow her to her trailer. I'd be like, well, what about this? What about that? What was your favorite thing? Like, I just was like, so like, I just can't help it. Like, have you been like that with gymnastics? Like, because you kind of started later. I feel like I read. Did you start like later than most people? Yes, I did. I started when I was six and a half, seven, which is very late for a gymnast, but I progressed really fast, like really, really fast. So during that time period between six and a half and 10, I skipped two levels, six and eight. Um, And then also I went elite when I was 11. So by the time 
everything was over with, I was still developing myself, like in my brain, my body, like everything. You were elite by the time you were 11. Yes, I was. What skills do you have to have like to go elite? So basically, first you have to go through the elite compulsory side of things. And (sighs) there's routines that you have to do that are created already. So for bars, you have to have a front giant and two or three circle elements. Beam, you have to have a connection series plus a front series. Like there's just a lot. Floor, don't even get me started with floor. You have to have like a leap. You have to have at least a connecting pass. Like there's just so much. But at that age, I was like, oh yeah, let's go for it. Like, why not? And then, yeah, that happened. So you've been elite for 10 years. Yeah. And you're only 21. Yeah. That is bonkers town. So when you were little, so okay, let's think about that. So you were born in 2001. Mm-hmm. So do you remember the Athens games or do you remember the Beijing games? I remember the Beijing games. That was the first Olympic games that I was like, you know what? I want to go to the Olympics. And can you believe the Chelsea fucking memo and Alicia Sacramoni are literally your fucking people. But like, we love them. So they're like, cool. So it's like better. Yes. I was geeked, honestly, especially Because I competed with Chelsea and went on tour with her. I literally have the chills all over my body right now. I'm freaking out, you guys. Listeners, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. (laughs) I know. I was geeked. Because you were on the Gold Over America tour with her all literal summer. Yeah, she was like our mom because she was on my tour bus. So she was like our mom. She was like making us cookie dough, having so much fun with us. Honestly, I felt like she wasn't even like my idol at that moment. It was like, oh, we're best friends, you know? It's just cool. Now that she's part of the USAG and all that and the head coordinators, especially with Alicia, when I first saw Alicia at camp, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Alicia Sacramoni. She is literally Alicia Sacrafuckamoni. Like yeah. she is like so major. Like yeah. I love that book so much. I literally do Chelsea's like circuits on Instagram. Her like standing tucks, her like Arabian standing full on that laser beam. Like it's just so major. So you had started gymnastics and then you watched Beijing. Yep. So my mom, basically, she loves the Olympics in any sport, track and field, swimming, basketball, like whatever. I love her. Me too. Like, that's just how she is. And so that was like a constant thing for us. We would stay up when they started until they ended with whatever sport. And so gymnastics was a huge thing because I I had started. And then from there on, there were coaches at my old gym that came and were just like, is this your daughter? And she was like, yeah, this is like, you know, we need her to get all of her energy out. Cause like, she's just a constant in the house and all that stuff. So they were like, well, we think she has potential. Like she's talented. And my mom was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? She's just here playing. Like <laughs> we need to do something. Cause did you just like walk in there when you were six and a half and just like learn around up at Handspring tuck on your first day or something? It was a surprise. I didn't know I was going to the gym. It was a surprise. I thought I was getting a dog. Ah. Uh. So my heart was a little broken, but then when I realized <laughs> I was having a lot of fun in the classes, um, I think I did one rec class before I went on to team and all that stuff. And then I would watch. I visually learned everything. So I saw the older girls doing stuff and I would go home and teach myself. So what was the first thing you remember learning? At that time, it was like a back walkover or something. And I taught myself. I like started with the back bend and then I started kicking over and all that stuff. It was really oh cool. My, my, my grandma has videos of me in her, her kitchen just flipping. I think I remember seeing those videos on like yeah. the NBC like montages. You're doing yep. like straddle presses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like so strong. So, okay, this is like kind of a sidebar question. And then we're going to go back into gymnastics. And I will not allow my ADHD to take over right now. But since you said that you were like growing up an Olympic stand, like me too. What was like your second favorite sport? Like what's like the other thing you love watching if it's not gymnastics? Uh, Track and field all the way. Mm. Oh my, I love track and field too. I also like obviously like kind of love synchronized swimming. Okay, so when it comes to diving and swimming and all that stuff, like the beauty that takes place into that is just gorgeous. Like when I see diving, I'm just like, how do you like, my brain doesn't wrap around it like at all. 
and their ankles and toesies, like the synchronized yes, swimmers, like perfect. That. Oh my god! So I mean, so is yours. Like you, like oh. literally, like fluent and like perfect ankles Thanks. and perfect like pointed toes. Okay, like don't even get me started on your ring leaves. Okay, like do not even get me fucking started. Okay, so you literally just said, and I was so fucking relieved because I just fall in love so hard during those little like NBC montages. Yes. Like oh my god, it's my best friend like for life, even though they don't know me, but I feel like I know them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because like with Ali, not to name drop, but with like Ali, like when I first met her, I was like. What do we got to do to get you to 2020? I never want anyone's gymnastics career to be over. But whenever we get like someone who's going back to back and like your back to back is just like, duh, it's like so obvious. But I'm not the one who has to go to the gym for like eight hours a day and like just doing all that core working <laughs> out and just like all the workouts. It's like so intense. So what did go into your decision? Were you just like, honey, Paris, I'm coming back. So the decision actually happened in Tokyo. And it was during qualifications. Obviously, qualifications for me didn't go as planned. But in that moment, I kind of realized how long it took me to get to this point, but how easy it was for me to realize, like, okay, you got this no matter what. And so in that moment, I was like, you know what? Might as well try again. It's only two years from that time point. And I was just like, I would just be going out there doing it for myself. Because obviously Tokyo, yes, was for myself, but that was a goal of mine, just making it to the Olympics and just being able to be in that atmosphere and all that. So for 24, literally, I'm like, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go out each competition that I do, just have fun, be me, enjoy the moments, and hopefully I'll be on the 2014. And if that's the case, look at me. Two, <laughs> made two in a row. Like, it would be really cool. You have it. You have. I mean, if you just keep doing what you're doing. Also, I mean, I just don't think people realize, like, especially the 2020 team, like, four spots. Like, I literally have the chills, like, on my triceps just even before I can even get the sentence out. Like, the competition in the U.S. is so fierce. But Mm -hmm. even in 2020, it was even so much worse because, like, Mm -hmm. four spots. Like, it really was just, like, so major. And you had such a hard... I mean, obviously... I think for all of us gymnastics fans watching your transformation, I just am so in awe of like you. And I also think one thing I remember is like when Simone came back in 18, I remember the commentator saying like, after you had a little break, like it's really hard to get your skills back. And when I saw your ass this year at nationals, your upgrade on floor, not only did you get your skills back, but you already like upgraded. Can we talk about your full twist? No, it's a double, double layout. Or no, it's a it's a full in layout. What's your new What's your new pass? Which one? There's so many. My second pass. The one that Angelina Melnikova did. The full in layout. Yeah, I actually competed that as my first pass in Tokyo. But then Laurent was like, "Let's try this and see what happens, and see if you can do it as your second pass." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, why not?" And so it came easy to me, and and that was a skill that I was able to get back easy. Compared to all the other ones. <laughs> so that wasn't even an upgrade, Jonathan. Get out of here. I'm like so embarrassed. So you already had that. So what's your new floor passes? What's your new layout? So my new floor pass that I have now is my first pass. The round off, one and a half, round off, back hand, swing to full in. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so pretty. You're one of, it's very giving like the alley pass, but it, yes. like, the, uh, it's giving the alley pass. But it's like Jordan Child's pass. Like get out. It's so major. I used to do Allie's pass, actually. You did not. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> so you have a one and a half step out. Round of backhand swing, double Arabian punch. punch. Is that yeah. like the scariest pass of all time? Personally, no, only because. I did Arabians all my life. Like that was the second skill I learned besides the double layout. So like, I literally love doing them. I used to have a Patterson on beam. I used to do Uh, Ali's pass. Yeah. There was a lot of things I used to do, but you know, as you get older. Have you ever tried a Dos Santos? She did like a laid out double Arabian. Oh yes. I've tried it off the trampoline. I've tried it before. That looks like next level, like physics, like insanity. So basically you're in Tokyo and you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm coming back for 2024. So then after Tokyo, you join UCLA because you like mm-hmm. become a gorgeous Bruin. Oh, thank you. And so like, like, has that kind of helped with like competition nerves? Do you feel like, like how has it impacted your training? Like the collegiate career? NCAA is all about energy. It's all about team. It's all about just going out there and enjoying every last thing you can because it's an atmosphere that you will never forget. 
And being able just to incorporate that into the competitions and into practice, I would have to say it's definitely helped. I've been able just to go into practice and be like, okay, guys, like, so how's everybody doing? Like, what's, what's the plan? Like, let's get the music on. Like, let's just keep it going. And it's helped a lot um, mentally and physically as well because then you get to enjoy doing your sport even more. And so I've just, you know, taking that collegiate world and back into the elite world is definitely a huge thing. I feel like it should be a common thing and always a thing. Well, I feel like you guys are really making it more so. Like, I definitely feel like when I was growing up, it was more of a thing of like, once someone stopped doing elite, they would like go to NCAA and then they just kind of like stayed there. They were so really good, but it was like, and then like Michaela Skinner like changed that, which we love that. And also like Trinity Thomas, I feel like also did that. Like she was like going between both. So good. I'm still like holding out a candle for her like return. I really need to see that double layout just like getting its life. It's gorgeous. It's so good. And also, wait, because she has that one skill that's like, no, that's Shailise. She has that one skill that's like, it would be the Jones if she can get. That's cool. What is it? It's like a double Arabian in like something. It's like, I can't. It's a four and a half. So it's a one and a half. Yeah, I don't know how she does it. I would get lost. I yeah, no. Nope. You just gotta like stop. Yeah, you just stop. Like you just like stop mid twist. So you land forward. Mm-hmm. Wow, Queen. Okay, <laughs> enough about that. We're going back to you. So how has it been like physicality wise? Like I know NCAA routines are like they're a little bit shorter. It's like mm-hmm. less skills that you need to hit. So when you started training for Elite again, were you like, ow? Or was it okay? <laughs> for bars, it was a little easier. Because I had kept the second part of my routine in NCAA. So those skills, it was easier for me to get. Um, BM, it was a little easier because I was able to play around. Probably floor and vault were a little, I wouldn't say hard, but like harder than the other two. But honestly, like I just had fun. I had to just really remember, okay, you're going to be doing two a days. You're going to be a little more sore. And so I just kind of went in there with the mindset of understanding that and then being able to be like, okay, I'm putting my foot down and this is what I want to do because you can't just go in it 50-50. You have to either go in it the whole thing or not at all. So that's what I did. I was like, going in all the way. (laughs) Recently, I've been having some stomach problems. Everyone that I talked to recommended that I take a bunch of different supplements and vitamins, but it's kind of complicated to keep track of that many different pills and powders every day. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that supports my gut health while also supporting my immune and brain health. AG1 covers my bases with high-quality ingredients like pre- and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food-sourced nutrients. AG1 also replaces my multivitamin, my pre-slash-probiotic, and my supplements to support energy and focus. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com curious. That's drinkag1.com curious. Check it out. Honey, I love a luxurious moment, but I also love luxury that, like, doesn't cost quite so much. Then I discovered Quince, and it was a total game changer. They have so many different items to choose from. They have washable silk tops and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Thanks, Quince. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury, honey. Go to quince.com slash curious for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash curious to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash curious. So, okay, I'm just writing down floor, bars, vault, beam. Okay, so as we approach worlds i literally just downloaded that app now i will be watching i am like so fucking ready this is primetime fucking television 
I can't even watch Instagram until I know. Like, I can't even, I can't even open my Instagram because if it gets spoilered for me, like, I will literally, like, my, I'll, like, my whole month is ruined. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Vault because obviously you can do a double your chinko in your literal sleep. Do you ever compete Vault too? Do you do, I feel like I've seen you do an, oh, I, cause I've seen you do your other one in NCAA. That's why I've seen that. Yes, I can do three different vaults. In NCAA, you do like that one, like, it's like a round off onto mm-hmm. the... The table. Board. Yes. Yeah. It's called a Sukahara. I love a Sukahara! Suki, I know a Suki! Of course, it's a Sukahara. I'm writing it down. Ah! Yes. Okay, so you have that one. And then what else? And then I have the half on, half off. Mm. Not to be like this basic bitch who I'm sure people ask you about this, but like... Do we ever fucks with aminars or do we just like not really want to do that to our knees? Cause it's just like, we don't really want to hurt our knees like that. Cause it's just like ouchie or like, do we do them? Like, what's the deal? I can do aminars. Yes. A hundred percent. Actually the year of the Olympics, I was training it, but there was no need for me to train it because we had people who did vault. But prior to that, I've done aminars since 2014, all the way to 2017. Did you ever do one at like Visa or PNG or something? Mm-hmm. So I need to go back. Okay. Okay. So let's think about this. Five spots. We're obviously winning. However, at the same time, and I have a whole set in my like comedy routine about this, Jordan. Okay. I feel like I learned a lot like in this last Olympic cycle because I did realize that like I kind of was not a good person when it came to cheering for gymnastics because like if you weren't American I kind of just like wasn't having it except for like three people like there was like three other people who I liked just because I liked their gymnastics but really like if you weren't Team USA I was kind of just like mm, get out of my face like those are my best friends and like they're gonna fucking like we're winning because like we're gonna win so get out of my face <laughs> so like obviously Jade has her Aminar yes Jade has her Aminar yes that's it Simone has her Aminar. If she, oh, yeah. if she comes, you know, she hasn't said no. Back. She's thinking, you know, she yes. hasn't said so. But in qualifications, in each event, don't they still just have four per event? And then it's like four compete, and then you get to drop your one score in qualifications. Or if there's five on the team, will all five go in each one? I think all five. So for us, all all four went, but only three scores counted. So right. all five can go, and four will count. Oh, four will count. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I think four will count. Oh, okay, hot. So, okay, so let's think about that. So basically, you maybe don't need to. Probably not. And we need to protect your knees because it's also not all about team. It's also about that all around, you know? And I know because we all need to, because we got to keep those knees healthy, honey, because we got to get that ass in all around because I am. Okay. So, okay. So we're kind of like the jury's out on that, but do you have your Chang? Do you have a Chang or is that like a Sukahara with an extra twist or something? No, the Chang is like the half on. Yeah. But instead of doing a half off, you do a one and a half off. Damn. So actually fun fact, I did that vault during quarantine before <sighs> the whole United States went on lockdown, you know, um, <laughs> before midlife crisis were happening, you know, all that. So we're going to start, hopefully I'm crossing my fingers like in college and stuff that I'll start working on it. So then by 24 and all that, I got it. What was that like? You're training, you and Simone, you're just like, oh my God, best friends club. We're doing it. We're fucking going to the Olympics in like two months. Like we're totally going to fucking like, we're just going to fucking do this in our fucking sleep. And then COVID lockdown postponement were you just like fuck me or are you like it's okay i'm like really young and like my knees will be fine no it no, wasn't that i was going through it because at that time i also had to decide whether or not i was going to college or not but then i was <sighs> also dealing with coach situations on that end in my college oh yes he was saying all these things, and then it was just like, what do I do? It was stressful. That was a stressful moment. Because also, we couldn't go outside, so I couldn't just be like, okay, let me just go walk my thoughts off. Like, I had to be in my house trying to figure out everything. But then, you know, really wanted to tell myself, like, you got this. Just go for it. Go go in or go home. Like, that's basically what I tell myself. If you had to describe yourself in, like, three words, oh. what would it be? Um... I'm bubbly. (laughs) And? I'm outgoing. And I feel like I can say I'm very dedicated. Uh, 
You know what I wrote down? What? Resilient. I think you are one of the strongest people. I mean, that is just, wow. Oh, thank you. Person to person. Like, I am just so in awe of you. And you are so, so wise beyond your years. Like, I can just feel it. I see it. And I'm just beyond, like, I actually, like, I just have chills again. Like, I just, like... I'm just so in awe of you. Okay, so for floor, what's our other upgrades? Because you were like, which one? So you have your one and a half coming into your full in. What other upgrade do we make? I have double double. Oh, fuck. Did I see that at nationals? No, I haven't competed it. Oh, my God. That just made me have really intense chills. And you got a Morse on yeah. floor. Yeah. These people aren't even, they are not even ready. They are not even ready for you. Are you kind of excited to just like lay it out on them? Like, are people going to be a little shook? Honestly, I think they might be. They see me practice it. Like I'll post a video, but I think, I think it might be a little, you know, ball drop on them. I think so too. So then vault, we're going to stick with our double. We're maybe going to start working Changs, which would be exciting. So then for beam, I'm trying to think about, nationals theme everything was really looking solid what about our dismount are you gonna bring that full in back or are we just yes. gonna stick with it del- yes because you got that <laughs> you know what i was thinking about after because when you did that one like step forward that we had on our i'm not gonna be codependent that one step forward that you had is fine but when that happened is it like way different competing like in your gym versus like because i would imagine like that feels different like being up on a podium under the lights or does it feel similar That's why we have podium training so we can get used to the lighting and all that because obviously doing it in your own gym is different. So I do have to say, yes, at first it's like, oh, my eyes are bright. But after a while, we get used to it. But I've been doing it for so long that I'm just like, oh, I know there's lights there. But the new girls always are like, it's so bright. I'm like, you'll get used to it. Don't worry. Right. Back going on that like Gold Over America tour was like really helpful too. Like just like big crowds, loud, noisy, like different lighting scenarios. Like yeah. you're going to be ready for anything now. Literally tour, honestly, when we first did it, like just our run through, through the whole thing without like audience and all that. I was like, this is a lot of lighting. How are they going to know what cue to do? Like where am I going? It was crazy, but definitely being on tour helped with a lot of the lighting situations. Okay, and then back to the beam. You casually said that you had a Patterson, which it took me like three minutes to literally remember that that's like a fucking double Arabian off beam. (laughs) So you had that and then like, like what happened? It's mostly because like at the end of your beam routine, you're tired and one wrong move or landing, like it can really mess up your knees. That's another thing that can mess up your knees. So we kind of just don't mess with that skill anymore. I mean, obviously like if, I like did it in practice or something. Yeah, I would do it, but competing it, probably not. So we talked about floor. We just talked about B. We talked about ball. What about bars? Are we doing like any, like any new stuff over there? I mean, I've talked to Laurent about different things. I've told him about a Ujova. I've told him about Nabivas. I've told him about a bunch of things. It's just like, Timing wise, you know, bars is like you have to be consistent with that skill before you actually put it into a routine. So, yeah, we're we're, going to play around with some things. Who knows? I might come out with a crazy bar routine. What's that thing you do? It's like almost like a barani. Can you do it on like the high bar, like between the low bar and the high bar? Oh, a ginger? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Your ginger on the high bar, like towards the low bar is like... So major. Is there a skill on any event that like every time you're just like, like, I don't like that thing. I would probably have to say on bars, Jaegers. I don't like Jaegers. They're not my cup of tea. Is that like the straddle? Yeah. And you like go in the front giant grip and yeah. Oh, hate it. Cause that's like cause it. like, if you go too far away, it's like belly flop central. Yeah. <laughs> so like, not to compare your career to my gymnastics career. However, I do gymnastics at like the beginning of my tour. If mm-hmm. I'm on tour, like my coach is always like, can we not practice our full twisting layouts into the pit or like our halves? Like, cause like, I just don't want you to get hurt. And like, I need you to be able to do your skills for like the routines. Like, let's not be risky. Like, so for you, like when you're like headed for worlds, or like headed towards like Olympic season. Mm -hmm. 
Will you ever be like, I want to try the Nabiva. I want to work my Yaminars. But will coach be like, "Mm, no, queen. Like, it's just like a little bit too close to worlds. Like, we're not going to do like risky stuff. Like, we're just going to stick with your normal stuff. Well, sometimes it's like, if you're consistent with it, leading up to that moment, honestly, he will sometimes just be like, you can try it, but he might also really think about, is it worth it? Everything that we do is, is it worth it? Is it worth risking an injury? Is it worth risking a tint here or there? You know, like that's kind of how his brain works, even with Cecile, like that's just how their brain works. Cause there's a lot of skills that we can put into a routine, but then also think of, we need the execution, the difficulty and making sure the score comes out right, especially cause it's a team event. Like in Paris, I did two different floor teams. I didn't do the same floor team. Oh, really? Just at the World Cup, just like a second ago? Yes. Like I, on day one for qualifications, I did just a double layout, my second pass. But since I've done full in layouts for so long, he asked me on finals day, like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Because he trusted me that I was able to do it. So it, it also comes down to the trust aspect of things as well. And then you won that floor. Yes, I did. Yeah, you won the fuck out of the floor final. Yeah, thank you very much. That's what I was was like. I was like, like, you won the fuck out of the floor final. My makeup routine changes every day. Sometimes I'm giving you full glam, but sometimes I like a no makeup makeup look or like literally just like almost literally no makeup. It just depends. Whether you like fresh faced, full glam or somewhere in between, there's a Thrive Cosmetics product for you. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, they are high-performance, and they have uncompromising standards. One of my personal favorite products is the Brilliant Eye Brightener. I love this product because it can be used in so many different ways. It can be a highlighter stick that's made to brighten and open up your eyes. They support amazing causes, including the LGBTQIA plus community and racial and social justice. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com Curious. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C A U S E M E T I C S dot com slash curious for 20% off your first order. My husband loves him some ritual. His little tum tum can get off. His little microbiome, it says, Help me. Enter Ritual. They created a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gash, and diarrhea. I really like Ritual because they prioritize sustainably sourced and traceable ingredients. I love to take my Symbiotic Plus every morning along with my hot tea or coffee because I feel like it helps me start the day off right. I also love that Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 20% off. Okay, so then obviously, like, I'm really patriotic about gymnastics and figure skating. Like, actually, really any Olympic sport. I actually have this problem. I think it's because I'm obsessed with the Olympics, too. Like, I'm, like, giving, like, your mom vibes. And I just don't watch football or, like, soccer or, like, any other sports. So, except for tennis. So, I just get a little competitive. So, it's, like, fine. So, but for this year, obviously, like, we're obsessed with Shailise. We're obsessed with Jade. We're obsessed mm-hmm. with you. Who else are we obsessed with? Because Connor's literally injured. Fuck me. What? Who else do we need to like keep our eyes on? That's like kind of fierce. It's like who are like the up and comers who we like need to know about. We have Addison Feda. She yes, really good. When they went to their Hungry World Cup, she's really good. Um, she's gorgeous as well. Uh, we have another girl who went, Kiko, Caitlin Jong. She did really well. Obviously, Leanne. She's a Florida Gator. Oh, my God. How could I forget? Yeah. How could I forget? I yep. am just really ashamed of myself for that. It was just, <laughs> okay. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's so gross to me. Get it out of here. That triple <laughs> twist. I am so ashamed. I did not. like, like That was like what, that really pretty triple twist on floor. Her like, yes. triple twist is like super She's next level. Literally like just. <gasps> like. <sighs> A full torpedo. That's what she looks like. It's beautiful. Okay, so you know how they say that like you're like like you're either more naturally inclined towards like flipping or twisting. Yes. Have you ever heard that? Do which one do you feel like you're? Do you, are you 
I can do both. Bitch, you're like, I'm a fucking Olympian, okay? I... Like... <laughs> It is. No, That's it's true. It is. <laughs> no, like, put some perspective on that. Like, I'm actually like, I do both. Sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Um, have you ever worked like a three and a half into the pit? No, I used to do it on the floor. And you landed them? Yeah, I wish I had videos, but when I was younger, twisting was actually the first thing that I learned before flipping. It was? Yeah. So that just came more naturally to you? Yeah. What about front twisting? I used to have a front triple. You know what my favorite front pass is? And I got obsessed with it from Lori Hernandez in Rio, obviously. Her punch layout front. Double full. Double. Yes. Front tuck. Punch front. Gorgeous. Can we resurrect that? I need that on Team USA again. Like, do we need to like, maybe just like punch that into the pit a few times? Like maybe we bring her back for 2023. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you ever thought about that pass? Well, I used to do front double full, front full. Oh, bitch, you're like, I'm a little bit more advanced than that. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> That's what I used to do. That's what I used to what's do. What's your front connecting pass now? I go front layout to double tuck, like backwards. You do a front. So front, run, punch front layout, round of back handspring, double tuck. Yes. Oh, yeah, you do yes. do that. And that's so pretty. That is so oh, pretty. Oh, thank you. You don't have to do like a connecting front pass. That, that's just like for people that like like front tumbling. Yes and no. So as long as you have a front skill in your routine because that's a requirement then you are perfectly fine i last Uh, year i did front double full front full because it got me more tense and it was easy for me to do and then this year i'm only doing three passes so i'm just doing a front layout to double tuck oh i'm so curious about that jordan i noticed that sometimes because like sometimes like people go between three and four like do you lose a lot for not doing the fourth or does it not really matter if you have like more dance elements and stuff? Um, not really in the new code of points. It's kind of like the fourth pass is just the fourth pass. Like if you can do three solid passes, plus you have your leaps and turns and you'll get a pretty decent score. Is the new code of points every four years or every year? Yes. Every, every four, four years. God, that's like a lot to like have to keep up with that. It is, especially knowing that I've been through 2012, 2016, and then 20. So I've been through three different quads. Uh, I'm so proud of you. You literally, like, you were just like, Thank I mean, you. you really, you worked so hard to get there. So, okay, let's picture it. It's about to be worlds. It's about to be qualifications. Yeah. Is there just like any like little like pre like ritual things that you do? Like certain like music you got to listen to, like take a bath, honey. Like you like to watch South Park. I don't know. Who says South Park? Oh my God. I'm, I can't <laughs> help it. But like, what do you do like before competition? So I kind of have a jam out session. That's what I do. I have a full blown jam out session while I'm doing my hair and makeup. I get my beats pill and I literally am just jamming out to any song that I will get me hyped. Who are you obsessed with right now? Music wise. Oh, music-wise, first off, can we just give kudos to Meg Thee Stallion's SNL performance? Snaps all around. She just, can, I just, I get literally her album, her new album is just beginning to end. It's a journey. I love it. There's no skip songs. Yes. I just, I love her so much. Love her. Love her. I want to meet her one day. Like, that's just my goal. How have you day. not met her already? I like, don't, she, don't ask. Just... Uh, I don't know. Come on, Megan. Ah, she's uh, like literally like one of our like most foremost American gymnasts. Like, get out of here. Uh. Come on, Megan. <laughs> if someone's listening, I don't know who would be listening from her team, but like, you need to be more vocal about that, Jordan. I bet she'd like literally have you like backstage all the time. Like, she probably would like you could like totally be one of her hotties. Oh, if I was an H Town hottie, okay, Miss Tina are, Snow. Like, come on, uh, it's like time. anyways. <laughs> Anyways, um, but besides Megan, I mean, I listen to Normani all the time. She's my favorite artist, like, literally. She's so good. Like, first off, she's gorgeous. Second off, her voice is literally stunning. But honestly, like, any R&B artist, like, from Summer Walker to Kehlani to SZA to her to LMA, like, (laughs) literally Anybody. I mean, Doja Cat. Were you into Renaissance this summer? Okay, Queen Bee. Were you? Living? Okay, Queen Bee. You I loved. need her Renaissance to be on repeat. It was so good. And also, I was so really into good. Lizzo's album. Special was really good. Lizzo. Like, uh, um, There's no, a, her, she's having a concert. I won't be here. 
Dallas because you're being like, I'm going to be at World. Sorry, yeah. get out of here. I'm literally going to be at World. Okay, so basically, so you do a little jam out session. Do you get nervous? Like, because at podium training, do you see the other teams? Yes. During podium training, yes, we do. We see the other teams um, because that's kind of like the time where everybody has the opportunity to touch the equipment before we actually compete on it, which is really good. I, I love when they do that. We get to see the other teams. Obviously, everybody does something different because we're not all the same person. So <laughs> we do do whatever and kind of just it's a get in, get out. It's a very short period of time. Are you like watching other people or are you like kind of just really focused on your own stuff? I sometimes like to watch, but most of the time I kind of just focus on myself because I want to make sure that I'm like in the zone, even though it's just a practice. But I still want to be able to be like, if this was like a competition, like, let's just stay in the zone and kind of just go for it from there. Okay. I love that. Okay. So Olympics, is there anything that you're thinking about where you're like, okay, maybe not like for 22 or 23, but like by 24, like, is that more like chain status? Like what are your goals for like worlds and Olympics? Or do you not like saying, cause you're like, I don't want to like exactly say, or do you love setting it? No, I love setting goals. Cause I feel like that gives you more of a motivation going into that competition, whether it's a close or far away goal, you have goals inside of a goal. So like you have the little goals before it's the big goal. So worlds and championships and all that are little goals. And the goals that I set for myself this year was obviously championships and then getting a world cup and now worlds. So for worlds, I just want to make the team. I've never made a world's team ever um, in my life. And honestly, if that, that's a huge thing already. So then obviously getting a medal there would be even better, whether it's, I, I don't, whether it's a silver, a bronze, a gold, like whatever it is, I just want to be able to go out there and compete and just enjoy, enjoy the moment. Oh my God, you're so going to do that. <laughs> you're so going to get that. Like, I, I, how are you going to do like UCLA? Like, will you just like kind of train with the Bruins during school and then train with like the Texas team when you're in Texas? Yeah. So I literally get back to LA a week after I get back from Worlds. So I have like a bunch of stuff that's lined up. Um, and then I have to start training with the team so I can do the NCAA season all the way until April. And then I'll head back to Texas around May, June. And then from that time period, I'll stay all the way through 24. So I'll be in Texas from June of 23 all the way through 24. Oh, so you're like, well, you, that means you're like, have to take a little like year off school. Just like yeah. we're going to focus on Paris. Yes. Yeah, I love it. That's exactly. what, I love it. Honey, it's like we're prioritizing. Like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so then at college, going to be a sophomore. Yes. Do you know what you want to, like, major in and stuff? Have we made that decision? What I'm focusing on right now is either business econ or just, like, business management. I used to have my own business of my own. It was a clothing brand and all that. But I always tell people, like, they're like, why business? It's a better opportunity. You get to do more with it. Obviously, you can be your own boss. You can be your own manager if you want at that point. Like, your own employee. You can just explore and do whatever you want. And then hopefully real estate. That's what I really want to do is go into real estate. I am so here for Jordan Chow's real estate. And honey, like <laughs> I may just like sell my house. Just like when you get your real estate license, like, I will literally like, sell, like you come over here. You'll be like, I, or just tell me where you are. And I will like just get something there that I can afford, honey. Because like I want you to be my real estate agent yesterday fucking day. Literally yesterday. Oh, I literally want to do real estate so bad. Like, and plus my mom, she does interior designing. She doesn't tell anybody, but she redid the whole inside of our house. Like when I mean, it looked like we were in Bel Air. We oh don't live God. in Bel Air. <laughs> that warms my queer heart so much. Like I love it when someone's like impressed with their mom. Like I love my mom. I oh, like when someone I love like love her. so cute. I love it so much. Okay, wait. So then I only have like two more like question questions, and then it's like rapid fire, and then you're out of here, queen. Like off to practice. Like you're doing so good. So okay. <laughs> So, like, you were saying earlier, like, three, like, quads, like, you're 21. Gymnastics has gone through so much. And mm -hmm. I think what I, I write about in my book, Over the Top, how, like, I'm a survivor of a lot of things that I write about mm -hmm. in my book. And I talk a lot about how, like, some of our grief can live right next to our, like, most happy joys. Like, some of our mm -hmm. highest lies and our lowest lows can, like, live next to each other. And that doesn't have to, like, invalidate each other. I can't imagine my little like round off full twisting ass like what like literal elite level gymnasts like go through and so I'm just curious like how has your relationship evolved to gymnastics throughout your career I love the sport like when I was younger I just thought it was something that was oh this is fun I'm flipping I feel like I'm a superhero 
competing. Cool. I get to win medals, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a competitive girl. And then it turned into what was really happening. And then that's when I found out that I was, um, I was verbally abused, mentally abused in many different ways to where, um, I kind of stopped gymnastics. So in 2018, I told myself that I didn't want to do the sport anymore and I just stopped doing gym and all this stuff. And it just wasn't right. It didn't feel like the sport wanted me in a way. And so that's when I really like found those people who could help me and support me and my, my true friends in that moment as well. And then after that, like being able to move into a position I am now, like I'm in love with this sport. Like, honestly, I'll wake up and be like, look, I'm ready to go to gym. I'm ready to work new skills or whatever. But I had to learn that at a young age. And that's with anybody, like in general, I feel like it's just just a life lesson that I learned with, honestly, it could be for your podcast. It could be for a movie or whatever. Like you go through a life lesson before you finally truly feel what you need to feel and Mm. you get to experience what you need to experience. That's so powerful. It's like finding the people who support you and like finding your passion again. Yes. What was that like? Like just a pandemic Olympics, like no people in the crowds. Like, were you just like shitting your pants every time you had to take a test? Mm -hmm. Was that part of wanting to come back to 2024? Cause you were like, I want to do it with like, not to diminish people who like that was their only Olympics. I'm not, but like, I was really feeling for y'all. Cause I was just like, I'm not an Olympian, but I am a performer. And I I did like some COVID shows where it was like 20% capacity. Yeah. And it's just like, it really is like such different energy. Yes. The energy, the dynamic of what happens, the experience is all different. But I can tell you, I wouldn't change the world for what happened. Because obviously I wouldn't be in the position I am right now. But tw- that was another piece of wanting to go back to 24 because I did want to experience a little more at least going to go watch a a different sport you know like just being able to interact with people not with masks on you know like just being able to feel the same joy throughout everybody instead of trying to worry oh no like do they have COVID or not yes so that it was it was interesting it was very interesting but I feel like you know that's when people really realized when you're having a crowd as an athlete, as a gymnast in general, you get the most energy. You get the easiest way to be able to perform. And that's what it was. Another thing people were just like, they're not performing the same or, you know, like I'm not trying to put anybody out there, but like, that's just what was happening. And it's like, you guys don't understand. We can't perform without somebody giving us that energy because we only have so much energy that we can put out in, in our performances. Not to mention just like that added layer of like no friends, no family. Like I'm sure like it's like, do you even leave your like little place to like eat? I just was I just was thinking like and especially like like just like the whole event finals. Like I was literally just like, oh, God, just let them stay. okay. like I was just honestly the entire time, like for everybody, I was just like, oh, my God. But also being a major Olympic stand, I was like. Please. Like, I actually had to turn the alerts off of my Apple News when they were like, are they going to cancel the Olympics or not? Because I was like, if they yeah. cancel it, like, I'm going to, and I'm not even going, but like, I just it was yeah. so emotionally, inv- I was like, I need a game. So basically, it was fierce, but it was a lot, but you literally won an Olympic fucking silver medal. And in the <laughs> iconic words of Michelle Kwan, I won an Olympic silver medal. Like, <laughs> people just don't get to say that. Like, that's such a major, beautiful, do you just like look at it and like, wow like do you ever just like look at it and just like love it still yeah I still have those moments where I'm like wow I'm an Olympian like it still gets me every time but also when I do look at my medal it kind of reminds me of like what I've gone through to get to this point so I think of it as like my shield that's my shield that's everything that I will be able to be like no like this is what brought me to the place I am with my sweat my tears my aches my pains my coaching situations and all that. So I I look at it and I remind myself, like, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for what you went through. So I enjoy it. I cry sometimes still, but you know. (laughs) You just can't prepare someone for what you went through there. Mm -hmm. And I just really like my hat just comes off to you so hardcore like so hardcore and there's really nothing in your life that you're ever like you're gonna be like an unshakable person like forever (laughs) like age shit 
ever going to fucking rattle Jordan fucking Childs. Okay, like, so just get that through your fucking head. Okay, so we have a really quick rapid fire. Are you ready? Okay, yes. Favorite gymnast of all time? Simone. <laughs> oh, my God. What about, like, from pre-2000 and, like, like eight? Dominique Dawes. <sighs> Fuck yes! You better fucking yes, Dominique Dawes, honey! Sheets, I love her so much! Oh, my God, I love her. Have you seen the 1996 Women's Team Final on YouTube? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, I love her. You've seen it. Oh, that makes me so happy. Have you ever seen 92? Because that's the first time that our team won a medal. We won bronze. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. What's your... Um, oh, my God. Okay, just calm down. I think really, uh, okay, I just, like, love Dominique so fucking much. I just love when the children know, like, a good... You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, my God. <sighs> Her four pass on beam. Get out of my face. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, what about your uh okay, uh dream skill, like dream skill for yourself? Ooh, dream skill, a chang on vault. Uh, and then what about like your favorite skill of somebody else's to see? Oh, somebody else's? Probably the black, actually. Ellie Black just got her first skill. What is it? It's a okay. It's a free hip dakacha, but you catch like this. Oh, I saw that. I yeah. saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Um, and that'll get to be hers because it was at a world thing, even though it wasn't like worlds. Okay, but wait, can I just say sidebar? Ellie Black is like one of like the only like non-Americans mm-hmm. who I'm like a little bit obsessed with. And like, I kind of just like, I really love her. She just, she's like really nice, right? Yes. What about your favorite like competition look that you've ever rocked? Was it your Superwoman? Yeah, I was going to say my Wonder Woman one. <laughs> Oh, that's right, Wonder Woman. I love your Wonder Woman. I love her. Um, and then favorite Olympic sport, aside from your own, or track and field, because I already asked you that. Skateboarding. Ah, okay. I love that. Okay, I love that. And then uh, what's your favorite thing to do outside of gymnastics? Retail therapy, shopping. Oh, my God. Who's your favorite? Th- like, what's your favorite thing? Is it a bag? Is it a shoe? Like, who's it's your favorite? shoe. Who's your favorite? Like, what do you just like? Uh, like, mommy needs a Prada. Mommy needs a Fendi. Mommy needs a... What does she need? A Bottega. What does she need? Y'all, I am seeing the most beautiful wall of shoes right now. She's giving you fucking color. She's giving you variety. She's giving you texture, I'm giving bitch. you Jordans, any Jordan shoe, any dunk <sighs> shoe. Honestly, any shoe in general. Because I have some Balenci's down here. I have a Prada down here. I have Alexander down here. I have shoes upon shoes. I am a shoe head. Jordan, here's the thing. After our time <laughs> together, I just feel like I love you so much. It literally like hurts my fucking 35 year old body. Like the amount of love I have for you. Like, I just think you're one of the most amazing people. I love you so much. I am just cannot wait to see everything that you do. What else do I feel? So much gratitude. Like, I just literally love you so much. Thank you for coming on Getting Curious. And I just love you so much. I can't stand it. I love you too. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. Our guest this week was Jordan Childs. You'll find links to her work in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. And honey, if you enjoyed our show, please introduce a friend. Tell someone in your family. Fun! We love telling our friends and family about podcasts we love. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CuriousJBN. Our editor is Andrew Carson. Getting Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, and Zara Krim. 